Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 12 of the Dynasty Movement Podcast. Tylen Wallace from the 25. Tylen Wallace breaks out of the tackle, takes it down the sideline. He stays in bounds. He stays on his feet. He takes it all the way and ends the game. There are no flags. We are your hosts, Down With Fun and Burn, as is tradition. I am burned. I'm down with fun. You He's do this every time. I do this every time because it's the same. I assume that we have like a regular like audience now. They know who we are. I mean, that, that's fair. I would. I'm sure I that, sure hope so. I'm sure that a couple people stumble in here every once in a while and they haven't, you know, Look, ex- until like season seven when we have like 3.2 million vis- listeners every week. Like for now, this is all people that know us. We okay, don't even that's... advertise the pod outside of the server. As that far as I know. True. So. I'd hope they yeah. know who we are. Okay, but I'm down with on your yeah, burn. This is true. <laughs> yeah, and this is the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see yeah. you next time. Um, yeah. No, today we have uh, we've got a couple topics. This is the first week of the playoffs for uh, people in leagues that have three weeks of those, which seem to be most. I would assume not all of them. Some teams or some leagues still only have 14 playoffs, so you got a week ahead, but. That's kind of crazy. That's like for week 18 yeah. people. Well, no, that's like if you just do semis and finals, you'd start in week 16. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, crazy. that's fine, I but I think, think I've ever done that. That's, uh, I mean, if you have like smaller playoff 12-team leagues or like a 10-team league where you don't want more than half the league making the playoffs, it makes sense. But that's fair. All of my leagues have three weeks of playoffs, so I'm in playoff mode now. I um, am too. And that's what the pod's about today, people. Um, we're going to start first with those of us who made the playoffs, which I did in one of my seven leagues because I'm good at fantasy football, <laughs> ostensibly too. That's going to be the, the first subtopic here. Cause that's, that's a thing that's happening. What? Um, oh, my home league, this debacle. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We, we, we were talking in the pre-show you were hyping <laughs> up this, this home league debacle. I, I, I want to hear it, you know? Yeah. So we'll start with that, and then we're going to end up with uh, those of us who missed the playoffs also, which most people are probably both, and what now? But we're going to start with why you don't have defenses in a dynasty fantasy football league. And frankly, if you're in redraft <laughs> and you have defenses, like, kick them to the ground. Right. We're done with this. We're I, done with you defenses. Know, my, my home league frequently brings up dropping defenses, and I fight tooth and nail to keep them. Because I, I like it. I think that they're, like, the, the perfect amount of, like, stupid variance, you know? Like, they're, they are truly just a, a little a little sprinkle of chaos, no matter what, you know? So, I don't like di- – I don't like – IDP is one thing. There's individual players. But to me, Dynasty, like, the point is you're drafting young guys. You're letting them develop. You know, you're making like a vested interest in these specific players, and with a team defense, it's not like you can develop a defense. It's a group of defense. I mean, not with that mindset. Yeah, or any. So, <laughs> I don't think they really have a place in uh, Dynasty. IDP, it's obviously different. You're drafting the individual players. You're following those guys as opposed to just like the group of them. To me, like a team defense in Dynasty, it's like why can't I just draft the Bengals offense? Uh huh. So, we're going to, I guess I'll start this off with, I think I made the playoffs in my home league. (laughs) 
Okay. I think. This is already starting off like three different ways of me being incredibly intrigued. So I have scored 1,550 points in my home league. Okay. I am eight and six and in sixth place, ostensibly. Another team in my league is also eight and six and has scored 1,500 and 20 or 1500.26 points so okay a quarter of a point less than me and then i woke there... up this morning oh, and they no. had scored 1501.26 leading me by 0.76 points and i'm like ah damn these stat corrections got me i'm out and then at about 3 o'clock, I get a text from one of my league mates saying, What's going on? You're in sixth, but you're not in the playoffs. And a stat what? correction came through again and took a point back away from the Packers' defense. No! And what? put me back in sixth place by that same quarter point margin. However, sleepers still had me in the seventh slot outside of the playoffs. So now I'm keeping an eye on this saying, am I going to have to manually adjust playoff seating? Because I have more points. I have the tiebreaker. I'm going back in. And then Sleeper comes back and adds two points to the Packers. What? So wait, wait, you didn't have the Packers defense? It was the other guy? No, the other guy has the Packers. My points haven't changed. This guy's points are all over the place. So, so you're back out of so the playoffs. So I was back out of the playoffs, and at about 6 p.m. today, the Packers' defense is back down to the original three points, and I'm back in the playoffs. What so I have been the in and then hell? out and then back into the playoffs three times now, today. Does, has your entire league been keeping track of this? At first, no. I just said, this morning I said, ah, stat corrections, son of a bitch, I'm out. And then... As people, like, noticed it throughout the day and they checked because, you know, one of your guys, one of the guys in the league is out on a stat correction. You're going to pay attention. That's kind of funny. You're going to see that. You're going to take a look. It's like within a point. (laughs) And every time someone looked, it was different. Wow. That's like uh, Schrodinger's playoff. Yes. So I'm very, very good friends with the person that I am trading spots with here. This is year nine of the league. It's a free league. We have a trophy for the championship that is hand engraved very poorly, which honestly adds to the charm. I think I've talked about it before. Um, so we're cool with it. We've personally decided, you know what? We haven't touched anything all year. However it plays out, just set your lineup. We're both setting our lineups and whoever happens to be playing in the playoff game tomorrow, that's how it's going to go. But it's like a week. I've Sorry, looked into ahead. this because okay. In our league, for the Packers giving up 24 points, that's zero points earned. Um, And then for a fumble recovery, you get one point. And for a forced fumble, or sorry, for a fumble recovery, you get two points. And for a forced fumble, you get one. And this is where the complication shows up. The Packers had two fumble recoveries last uh, last week, last Monday. Mm -hmm. And one of them was a muffed punt. And Sleeper differentiates between special teams fumble recoveries and defensive fumble recoveries. 
What? But but it's a DST, right? It's not a DST in Sleeper. It's just team defense. What? Okay. So that's stupid. This is the why player Sleeper is inferior. <laughs> the player that recovered the fumble recovery is a safety. Uh huh. So I'm looking at ESPN's point or their box score, and it shows that they have two fumble recoveries. Then I look at the play-by-play for all of the drives, and it never shows a fumble recovery. It only shows one fumble ending a Giants drive. And initially it says Packers gave up 24 points. They have a a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. That's three points. And then later they had five points for an extra fumble recovery. There's no forced fumble because nobody forced it, but he jumps ahead. And then it jumps back because Sleeper updates it again, saying it wasn't a team defense fumble (laughs) recovery. So the points don't stand. And so I'm talking to my buddy and I'm like, this is stupid. I can just go in and edit it. And he, and he's like, dude, you've had 170 more points scored on you that this year than I have. We have the same record. We're just going to play it as it is because the only reason that we're in this predicament is you have minus one points in week nine when you started the Giants against the Aiden O'Connell-led Las Vegas Raiders. Oh my god. And I go back and look, and I forgot which week it was. I didn't even fucking pay attention. There's already a week where I lost points because I had a defense where they also had a muffed fumble recovery. What and is going on? I lost that game by .26. So I would have a better record if we were keeping track of this to begin with. So, lo and behold, all of this, we we don't have a league constitution. I mean, we have nine years like of that. updating the rules, but it's we just play it as it may. And this is the first time something like this has come up. So we, uh, fortunately, we're understanding enough where it's, you know, just leave it alone. We're not going to go through and adjust all of these records for any of these close games where it could have made a difference or whatever. Um, but if you're in a league that's like marathon leagues, a hundred dollar buy-in. And if we were in a league where we had a defense and this kind of thing came up, well, now all of a sudden there's like actual noteworthy money that's on the line here. Yeah. And there's a league constitution that lists off how these points are scored. So it's... It's, uh... It's been quite the wild ride here for the last 24 hours for me. So I guess the last 48. So my question is, does Sleeper even have the capability to, like, automatically update the playoff standings like this? Well... So what I did, so Sleeper does update the standings as they do the stat corrections. They didn't at first, but I think it caught up. Okay. So that's something you have to look out for, is if you're having stat corrections, make sure that your sixth seed or your fourth seed or whoever the bottom guy in the playoffs are. Yeah. Make sure they're actually in that playoff spot, because commissioners can edit that. They can make sure that the right person's there, even if Sleeper kind of fucks it up. Um... But what I did find out is I went in and I adjusted the scoring of the league to what we all assumed was in play all season. 
So I added, you know, the point two fumble recovery on special teams and the point one uh, for a forced fumble, and it did not change any of the previous weeks or this week. So then I'd have to go back and check every muffed punt or muffed kickoff or whatever Jesus to adjust Christ. every single game. And because it's a free home league, we just said, no, fuck this. We're not dealing with this. However it lays out, good luck. So we're just rooting. It's nice. We're rooting for each other in a way. Like, obviously, we both want to make the playoffs. Um, but, like, that's so it's such stupid. a disaster. That is, that is the dumbest possible way to get the playoffs rolling. Exactly. So I guess my uh, the moral of this whole 10-minute spiel is don't have defenses because they're stupid. And most people don't even know how they score anyway. Okay, my, my pushback against that is, like, have defenses because they're fun. They're a little silly. Uh, how many points is it if a defense gives up between 17 and 21 points? Between 17 and 21? Yes. Uh, I believe they still have two or three points. See, nobody knows. I Definitively. Mean, I... <laughs> Defin Definitively. You said two or three. Okay. I know how many oh. points a passing touchdown is. Okay. I, yeah. I, I made an educated guess just because See? I... Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I made an educated guess just because I recently looked this up in, in my home league. So I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, you said between... What What was it? Uh, between 17 and 21 points. Okay. Well, that's not even a thing on Yahoo. That's your fault because Yahoo's superior. Um, Are you between... playing Dynasty Leagues on Yahoo? Are you on a Dynasty podcast playing on Dynasty Leagues on Yahoo? It's one point. Between 14 <laughs> and 20, you get you get one positive point, okay? So so there's that, okay? You don't need you don't need to know this, okay? The, the whole my my whole argument for defenses is that it's fun. It's a little silly. It's a little wacky. Okay? It is a little silly and it is a little wacky. Save it for So you don't need to memorize it. Why 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 are you trying to memorize the the random butterfly effects of the world, okay? You know? Look, I want to know what is worth what. I mean, it's it's a stat-based game, right? Like, I want to know what the stats are worth. Okay, it's a stat-based game in the same, like, it's a stat-based game, but you need a little bit of fun and chaos because it's not meant to replicate real life, okay? I get turning off the items in Super Smash Brothers, but if you're playing Mario Kart without items... You're not playing want, Mario like, Kart. I, you're not playing Mario Kart, okay? We're we are playing fantasy football, okay? We Do you are have not kickers playing... too. No. Why not? I have been lobbying for them, <laughs> but <laughs> but but no, we we don't have because kickers, kickers are just it. a barometer of the team offense, right? I mean, I agree. Okay, L look, you're preaching to the choir here, but I like defenses. I think they're a little silly, but. Yeah, I totally get uh, not wanting to to that deal with them. Let's move on, okay? Let, let's get into some <laughs> substance, okay? We we have your this is substance. This is content. We, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of our home leagues or who's using what platform for these home leagues, okay? Like we we don't need to do that. But but you know we could uh, 
we could maybe talk some more macro theory, some high brain stuff. Uh, you know, that's what I'm here for. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm having too much fun with this one today. Um, okay, but so we're we're in the playoffs. Okay. Yes, you're in the playoffs. So, I guess the first thing I want to do is, unless you're, this is not for best ball people, but it's you've made the playoffs. You're setting a lineup. This is the most important lineup you're setting of the year. You're probably <laughs> overthinking it a little bit because, like, what else are you going to? A lot of weeks I go on autopilot, and, you know, it's just like, oh, who's projected the most? Plop them in. Done. Um, so this is my, uh, I guess, my soapbox for the Rashid Shahids and Gabe Davises of the world <laughs> and why they're actually worth something. Let's yeah, say you're... Totally. Uh, you're a heavy dog, right? And if you're in my position as a sixth, uh, sixth seed playing against a three, could very well be a heavy dog. I'm not. I'm favored to win. But... Holler. But let's say I'm not, right? Let's uh-huh. say the guys that I typically plug out there, they do a good job. Obviously, they're good enough to get me to the dance. Uh, variance is very much a thing. But your chances on an average day aren't great. This is where you start plugging in those ceiling picks, people. This is... Start hammering away on those uh, those high-variety dudes that can actually put up a 25-point game on a good day instead of just plugging away at their 12s every week. Yeah. Um, like, this week, if I'm a heavy dog, I'm starting Gabe Davis over Garrett Wilson. That kind of thing. Garrett Wilson does a good job. He's a great player. Um... His best week on the season is, what, last week at 15.6 half PPR, his worst week. I mean, he had that negative one weird duck with Tim Boyle, but, like, come on, we're throwing out Tim Boyle. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think his worst, look up- he gets seven targets minimum a game, right? Like, he's just a for, solid floor guy. For Garrett? Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I agree with, so... The sentiment anyway I, I i agree with the sentiment and and i think that we need to talk about the sentiment but i think what i'm gonna plug in here is also taking that a step further and you you all like you, you need to take some of the preconceived notions that you have about literally anybody and this is week to week you are looking at the most minutia that you could fit in your brain when it comes to making these decisions so, like, I would love to talk the specifics about Garrett Wilson and everything, but I agree that, you know, your Rashid Shahids and Gabe Davises, Rashid Shahid's still injured, right? Yes, but um, he's an example pick for me. He's because he's a best yeah. ball hero. I I agree with the sentiment of like if you're if you're a dog, you know, you need to be throwing guys like that. Um, Shoot for the so, moon. So when it comes to those guys, you know, Rashid Shahid's out, and uh, Gabe Davis, I believe, is healthy, but like. Who are the guys that you're looking at right now that you that you would uh, that you would throw throw at the wall, see if it sticks? Um, if Nico Collins starts, he hasn't practiced today, so yep. he's still questionable. Um, and also, <laughs> C.J. Stroud is out with a concussion, I believe. So there's two ifs there, but man, I, I if they both wouldn't... go. I probably wouldn't start any Texan if uh, if CJ Stroud is out. Um, 
especially uh, they're playing Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee gives up big wide receiver points. They do. So, so this is this is actually what I'm talking about. So you have a guy who's flashed this season who's in like Noah good floor. Brown. He, oh yeah, Noah Brown. But like, honestly, well, well, okay. So like, how, is CJ Stroud is cleared and Noah Brown is well, the guy. I want to I want to talk like how deep the rabbit hole goes. Okay, let's pretend that CJ Stroud is out and you have um, uh, it's Davis Mills starting. Yeah, Would Davis be. Mills. Are you starting Noah Brown against a porous? Tennessee Titans defense secondary that's given up like a ton of points. The one hesitation I would have in that specific scenario is that I wouldn't see them taking a whole lot of deep shots. I think it would be a lot of running, a lot of clock management and hoping that you can just put up a couple of touchdowns and hang on. Um, Cause I, I expect that game's going to be pretty low scoring just because yeah. the Texans are so unbelievably beat up. Even, I mean, Damian Pierce is back. He obviously hasn't looked particularly great this season, but Tennessee's just going to bottle him up all day because what other threat do they have? And their run defense is actually pretty solid. Um, but for me, it would be like those Z receivers on high-passing off, like high-octane offenses. Um, the guys that are the deep threats, like, I'd hate to say it because Jared Goff can't hit him, but, like, your Jamison Williams of the worlds, they can just fucking take one to the house on any given play. You're really going to... I, I, I don't know. Like, th- we have such a unique situation this year, I think. I'll like, send I, Christian Watson if he's healthy. Absolutely Christian, a great option. Christian Watson is a good one, I think, because, I mean, he's like a Z receiver plus, right? Like, yeah, I mean, he he's, was... he's an X that... Or maybe a Z that just happens to play X. Um, yeah, like he was cooking before he got hurt. So I like, I, I know that everybody wants to put him in a box, you know, and, and we, you know, maybe this could be our little Christian Watson segment of me uh, once again preaching the Christian gospel. But, uh, you know, I I think that he's a deep threat, but he's, he's also shown that he can be a lot more. And I think that it just happened to take him and love this long to, to find a connection. Um so I, I would feel pretty good about Christian Watson if he was starting. Um, especially, didn't another Packers receiver get hurt this last weekend? Am I making that up? Um, Let me take a look. Uh, I believe Dontavian Wicks maybe... is... He missed practice on Wednesday. So it might be Wicks. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I could have sworn that Wicks or Reed. I but... like Wicks a lot. I've said that before here. I think he's a good player. But if you're in the playoffs, it's not because you were starting him. Uh, it's, yeah. You're probably not staying because you're starting him. I agree. Um, but but I wanted to bring it back to a larger point that I was kind of making mm-hmm. um, in that this year feels a little unique because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but purely by vibes, this is the most abysmal the quarterback position has been maybe since I started playing fantasy in like I believe it's it's an odd number it's either seven or nine starting quarterbacks are out for the season yeah like it's it's absolutely insane and like we're you know we're even looking at some spot starts like some potential spot starts um in <clears throat> in Pittsburgh in Houston uh you know Chargers just lost Justin Herbert 
So when it comes to these guys that I agree with you, I agree with the premise of starting your Gabe Davises and your Rashid Shaheeds. Um, there are even less of those uh, home run swings that you can take this year purely from how many quarterbacks are out. You know, we, we still don't really have any idea of what the, uh, for example, what the Vikings offense is going to look like. It, Nick Mullins is going to start like we we haven't really had that many, that much time with Nick Mullins so far this year. You know, the the Vikings just won with three points. <laughs> like, that was the most pathetic football game that has been played this century. It, it was it was horrible. Every time red zone cut to it, Scott Hansen was like beside himself. He was angry. I guess they're not scoring it, again. Yeah, like that that game was an affront to 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 good taste and the art of football, you know? Scott every time Scott Hansen cut to it, he's just like, and here we are cutting to Minneapolis. They're on the their punt- own forty yard line. Great drive. <laughs> the punt team has taken the field and oh it's another fifteen yard punt. Like, <laughs> like that's my best Scott Hansen impression, which is very good. But <laughs> just a terrible, terrible game. Um but you know, my greater point stands where I agree with the premise of taking those home home run swings, but we are down so bad with potential home run swings. Like you can just delete every single charger. Uh, I think for, for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, I mean, even who Eckler, knows? Easton Stick is what one of the most winningest quarterbacks in college football history, but also sure, he's but, never played a game. Sure, in year yeah, five. He, he's, so he's got that going like, for him, but like let's let's like look let's look at Jake this on Browning's a practical level. Jake Browning's doing great. Yeah, but let, let's look at this on a practical level because with those home run swings, you are taking like you're not just blindly throwing stuff at the wall and hoping that it works out. You are taking guys that we have like you're you're taking guys with a lot of upside that have maybe flashed that before. You know, like Rashid Shahid is just like he is the perfect uh, example for this archetype of like, you know, if 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 he's doing anything meaningful, he's getting close to twenty points. You know, yeah, he, he has plenty of games where he has plenty of games where he's just getting three or four points. But like, if he does anything relevant, then you know you're you're hitting pay dirt. But I can't like. With the Chargers, we have Easton Stick under there. Uh, Keenan Allen is out. So even if you had Keenan Allen, you can't use him. You have, uh, is Guyton still out? Or, or is, Jalen is Guyton, if, man, if Herbert was in, I would be screaming to high heavens to start that dude. That, that's what I mean. Guyton could have been potentially one of those guys. He but could now have been have like Easton... a two catch for 100 yards and two touchdowns, guys. Yeah, but like, now we have Easton Stick. Um, Easton Stick Palmer's QJ. coming Josh yeah, Palmer's like, back, and I, I actually think he's a good football player, but, like, Herbert's out now, so have fun. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, my greater point is you can essentially delete every Charger. You are you don't have any Panthers on your team if you're in the playoffs. You just don't. Um, you, you can also, like, you potentially would delete pretty much every Texan if uh, C.J. Stroud doesn't, um, doesn't go. The Vikings are a complete question mark. Like, these are guys that 
like even if they had that home run ability that we're like kind of looking for for those you know hail marys essentially Mm -hmm. we don't know enough about the quarterback situations with them that like i don't even know if you I, i don't know if you could comfortably even as a prayer start those guys does that make sense what i'm saying yeah so i would i would like in this instance rather start garrett wilson who his talent is not really the question it's more so the quarterback play and i i think that he's like a decent start this week because the wheels the the training wheels have been taken off for zach wilson like he understands that he really like he has nothing to lose may as well that's yeah, that Sauce Gardner said of like, what's the worst that could happen? He could get benched again, and like, that sort of coin flip of like, this is a guy who knows that he can't play safe because if he does, he's out of a job. Um, so, you know, Garrett Wilson, if he's on your team, I'm starting I think him. That, yeah, I think that he's a really good start. Like, I would be okay. Like, some of the prayer guys that I'm thinking of would maybe be like potentially the uh this is going to be really gross but like the the giants receivers like who do the giants Wandale, play Wandale, baby yeah like uh, Wandale. they play new orleans i would not start any giants oh yeah yeah never mind. okay so you're not <laughs> doing mind. that this week um, so i have a good like, question for you sure in super flex let's say you're pretty deep at wide receiver which i would assume you are you're in the playoffs mm-hmm. um and that's probably the most prolific position would you start Drake London or Tommy DeVito against New Orleans? Tommy DeVito is playing New Orleans. And Drake London's playing Carolina. Which Carolina, I don't know if their passing defense is actually good. They're listed as like a red team on Sleeper as like a top eight toughest defense for wide receivers. I don't know if it's because they're actually good or just because teams run on them constantly because they're awful. It's definitely the latter. But um, even if it's the latter, you're not throwing it a ton. If you're up by two scores three minutes into the game, right? Like, so it's yeah. Who would I, I you think, rather start? I think in that, I, I think in the instance of the like, this is where I, I think it's incredibly important to get into the minutia of, of stuff because I think I think in that situation I would rather start um, <clears throat> Drake London um, because the the Atlanta Falcons like. Don't you make know, sense. Yeah, one they don't make sense, but you really need to look into the specific narratives behind every single player that you are questioning on starting this week. And with somebody like Drake London, he's on a team that has had an anemic offense for most of the year, um, and also an extremely puzzling one. Right? Like Bijan and Drake and Pitts have been complete non-factors in some games, but Drake London went off last week. And I think that this is a Falcons team that is on the rise um, and still kind of looking for their identity. And I do think that there's been enough noise from like the fan base and upper management for Arthur Smith to use their weapons the way that like everybody wanted them to. And so I think that the Falcons are viewing this game against the Panthers as not necessarily a get right game but like they're using this as a way to test anything out or like essentially practice or off season right like th- this panthers team is woeful they are abysmal 
So I would not be surprised if like they were just trying to get Desmond Ritter's confidence up um, and just have him, you know, doing a lot of passing and bringing Drake London up to speed. I still wouldn't trust Kyle Pitts because I, I think that he is truly like hobbled. Um, but like, I, I would not be surprised if this was a blow up spot for, for London and, and uh, Bijan. Yeah, I still think it's wild that uh, Drake London found a way to have 10 catches for 172 yards last week without a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, 24 his points is without a touchdown, because why not? <clears throat> his upside is obviously, like, immense. But, like, Tommy DeVito, you know, he is a great story. Um, but I feel like against the, the Saints, like... That's a they're going to be da- they're going to be daring him to throw and I don't really like that idea. <laughs> so with that said and with the quarterbacks the way they are, I just think it's very very funny that there are likely quite a few teams out there that are going to be going into the playoffs starting Jake Browning and Tommy DeVito or Nick Mullins or something like that. Yeah, like man. The, or Joe Flacco. Dude, Joe Flacco is, like, legitimately a, a league winner. If you are starting <laughs> Jake Browning and Joe Flacco this week in a playoff game, first off, shout out Ohio. <laughs> and second off, you're probably not feeling all that bad, all things considered. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I would so rather start Browning. But... I would rather start Browning and Flacco over... Um, I'd rather start Browning and Flacco, two guys that you got off of the waiver wire, probably, yeah. uh, than Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, like, like I, I think I that your confidence, like, your your confidence level, like, I'm starting Trevor Lawrence in a league because he is like, you know, when you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you've paid for, like, you don't really have alternatives. My alternative yep. is Bryce Young. And well, yeah, you're not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I'm playing Trevor Lawrence against the Baltimore Ravens off of a high ankle sprain for my playoff life. <laughs> so, you I'm know, when ghosts. it when when it comes to like these home run shots that we're talking about, um, I I almost feel like a, a like a, another way to to approach it. At least ways that I've been looking at stuff because things are so thin with the quarterback situations, um, which also affects the wide receivers. I feel like running backs are really gonna like like this is gonna be a big running back playoffs. All those zero running back people are gonna be devastated. Yeah, like um so like in my home league, for example, my main running backs are Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. Thank God. <laughs> um, and uh, I also had Nick Chubb, but you know, hard rippers to him. Um, but I also have guys like Deonta Foreman and Keaton Mitchell. And those two guys are- They're scoring points. They're, they're scoring points, and somebody like Keaton Mitchell, too, who's kind of like a Devon uh, Achan kind mm-hmm. of guy, um, like, he kind of does threaten that, like, home run ability that, uh, that you know, like, your Rashid Shahid types um, ha- have flashed. Someone like Foreman, you know, he kind of has, like, a tenuous... Um, he has a tenuous lead on that backfield, and, like, I'm looking at those two guys who have a lot of question marks like about them and i'm wondering you know like if i should plug in 
those guys over somebody like, um, you know, like Godwin or, or something like that. I think you I know? would start Foreman over Godwin today. Yeah, like, you know, I, I keep going, like, back and forth, um, like, on that. But, like, you know, th- this is a big playoff um, for running backs, like you said. And I would not be surprised if, like, a lot of people were filling up their flex spots with some really ugly starts, you know, because there's so many teams that just have the wide receiver position just completely deleted now. Yeah. I mean, even uh... – so in my hundred dollar league that I'm playing, I'm playing against Valentine actually. Nice. Um, four seed versus a five. I have Trevor Lawrence starting, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, that's not good. Um, and well, he's been riding the Keenan Allen train all season, and now has to sub in potentially Aaron Jones. Nice. Who might be playing. I don't really know. I don't think anyone really knows what's going on with that. I don't think season. anybody. I, I don't even think Aaron Jones knows. Yeah. So it's, but that's kind of the season that's kind of i mean it happens every year right people get beat up it's it's football it's a tough sport but i think in particular this year like there are a lot of teams just kind of limping into the playoffs and well i hope uh, i hope you guys are ready i mean that can go two ways though right like a team could limp into the playoffs and things look grim and you know how many people got screwed out of the playoffs this last week because the first play of the game, first catch of the game, Nico Collins goes out. Uh, you know? Hey, hi. <laughs> you, so, you know that same league I was talking about where I'm in yeah. by a quarter of a point? Uh-huh. Uh, I had Nico Collins and Mike Evans on that team combined for three points. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, things, things Shit happens, could, man. You know, not, not that we're rooting for injury or anything like that. Quite the opposite. Any, anything, <laughs> yeah, in that case, especially so. But anything could happen week to week, you know, like. But that's that's actually going to bring me to one last, I guess, point. Sorry sure. to interrupt. Um, no, you're good. With all these wide receivers and stuff going out, too. Don't. They're not running backs. They're not quarterbacks. Don't just, like, look for a handcuff and be like, oh, well, this guy's the next guy up. He's going to do it. They well, Wide receivers don't work like that. We said that, I think, last show. Uh they don't just pop in in the same spot. All of those targets get spread out. Don't. If Truly, you're missing like Keenan you... Allen, don't just put QJ in because someone has to catch passes. You know what happens? Nobody catch bat- catches passes. It's an abysmal experience, and you lose. Yeah, I I, I mean, I think that I, – I truly think that rest of season you can just delete yeah, every the charger. Don't exist. Like, Eckler is like a Nico true Collins desperation is out. play. The, I, I was gonna say like maybe the the one true wide receiver handcuff that I could think of is Noah Brown, potentially. Maybe. Um, there's well, also that dem- or, like somebody that might actually be on waivers right now. I, I want to make sure that I get his name right. So somebody who's on waivers in my home league that I think could potentially be a wide receiver handcuff, mm-hmm. the the rare uh, kind is. Uh, that Demarcus Robinson guy on the Rams. Um, he just Atwell, kind of existed for. He ever. has just kind of existed, but to, like, you know, hear me out. <laughs> Tutu Atwell is injured. Um, Cooper Cup is all over the place. Um, you know, he just seems like. Cup actually had week. a pretty good week this week, didn't he? he? He did have a pretty good week, but Demarcus Robinson was getting a pretty decent amount of like looks, and I think that he could be like a good 
Um, actually, I, I don't want to use the word good, but he can be one of those super desperate dart throws in lieu of anyone on the Chargers, anyone on the Vikings that's not Addison or Hawkinson, um, pretty much anyone on the Patriots. You know, there's just so many teams right now that we can delete that I think that he, like somebody like Demarcus Robinson should be in the conversation of like, you know what? I believe he was targeted in the red zone three times last week. He was, yeah, and I he was really close to having a touchdown. So uh, one of know. them was like a pass interference, and there was some other stuff going on. But yeah, so yeah, he, that's uh, th- that that's somebody that I would like put on the radar. <laughs> but even then, uh, you're it's like you're already scraping pretty deep if you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to start this guy in the playoffs. You're definitely definitely. I would scraping hope that you have deep. someone on the bench better than that. But I mean, man, I don't know though because you're you're deleting. Up. You're, you're deleting all the wide receivers from quarterbacks that are injured. And those teams also don't really have to have the run respected. In addition to the running back position already being so sparse, you know? So <laughs> this has actually been one of the better years for uh, the hero running back guys. Absolutely. So, yeah. There, um, there's going to be some really ugly starts. You know, there is every playoffs. Um, absolutely. But, you know, you like, you got to look at the guys who are, like, you can tell yourself a story and they have, like, decent trajectory. And somebody like Demarcus Robinson, you could do worse. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> do worse. It's just another year, right, where the healthiest guy is, like, the healthiest team is probably going to win. But. Yeah. If your team isn't healthy, it's not like you just roll over and give up, right? And shoot for the moon. Look at guys who say, you know what, this guy runs a 4-2. He can take one to the house. Might save my season. That's... If all else fails, it's better to go for someone that has that home run ability than someone that'll get five targets for ten yards. Um, But on that note, we're going to pivot to the other side of the coin here. Basically, you we're, missed we're, the playoffs by a quarter of a point. We we are the meme right now of uh, standing in front of the the, the fork in the road. And yeah, there's exactly. the castle with lightning overhead, and then like the you know Oz or whatever. Oh yeah. The, depending on how your stat correction goes, burn. I am on the. I'm going to follow one path. Of yeah, the I'm sitting in the middle of the bus right now. <laughs> but you've missed the playoffs by a quarter of a point. Now what? How's your season go? Or <laughs> what do you do now, right? And I assume most leagues, your trade deadline's over. It doesn't restart until the new league year, probably March 1st. Uh, a lot of, like, some leagues will be right after the Super Bowl, like the league Super Bowl, whatever. Um, but to me, if your waivers are still open, if they're still available, you don't play spoiler. I mean, leave the playoffs alone. But start scooping up a bunch of kids. Just scoop them up. If you have some vets that you couldn't sell, well, you know what? You're not selling them now. Trade deadline's over. If you don't have a trade deadline, start shopping. Get what you can. Yeah, I said it, Silver. Scoop up those kids. You can clip that. <laughs> um, <laughs> scoop up some kids. Find yep, the, the largest find white unmarked van that yeah. you can rent. Yeah, don't rent it. I mean, just buy it, right? It's already rusted out. True. It's gonna be cheap. Yeah. You're gonna throw it away anyway. You don't want to have. You don't want a credit card on file or something. You're gonna track oh it down. Oh my god! But 
before I give too much advice on, uh, yeah, how to abduct people, um, yeah, just start going for those, uh, those rookies that might actually have a shot in the future. I mean, we already mentioned, uh, Dontavian Wicks, um, I would start, if you have a guy like Tyler Lockett or something that obviously kind of took a little bit of a step back and the team he's on is injured, all beaten up and they need someone, I would offer Lockett to them for, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I'm blanking on his name and I shouldn't be because he's very good. He's wide receiver for the Patriots, rookie. Please Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas, thank you. I thought so, but I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, I would offer Tyler Lockett I, I am... like straight up for Demario Douglas. Like, why not? You know, it's it's someone that's probably not going to be helping you next year. You've missed the playoffs already, so your team's kind of like on a threshold. Uh, maybe you're getting, maybe you're on the upswing, and next year's your year. But like, chances are, if you miss the playoffs, someone that's in the playoffs right now is probably also on the upswing, just like a year ahead of you in that rebuild. Um, I would start looking for like those moves where you're really forward looking even potentially beyond 2024 um start offloading all of those veterans that you couldn't find a deal for before um start earmarking it start talking to those contenders and say hey you were beat up this year you didn't have enough depth to cover it i can help you um let's make a deal uh, <laughs> it's... i i think that like this is i i totally agree with all of that I think that like you can use the playoffs as a really good litmus test of who is a roster clogger. So oh, anybody who anybody who's not in like their first year or two who you would not start in the playoffs like as a desperation flex, get them out of there. Like someone like Tyler Lockett I think is a really good like he he's kind of teetering on the edge, you know. Yeah. Like you wouldn't feel good about starting Tyler Lockett, but he he is like kind of like the the old Rashid Shahid type, you know? Well, and it's not just that, too. It's, you're not in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, like, your season's over. Pay attention to who the guys in the playoffs are starting. See mm -hmm. what kind yeah. of points you should be looking for on guys you actually want to keep around on your roster long term. I mean, if you have a guy like uh, Khalil Shakir, who has obviously had kind of an up-and-down season, he took off more towards the second half of the season... Um, you have to ask yourself, is anyone that's currently in the playoffs going to be starting this guy? And if the answer is no, and you don't believe, if you believe we've already seen his ceiling, then what's the point? Like, he, when you're that guy that's now in the playoffs, who's starting, it, like, the playoff teams, the points scored and the rosters are setting are relatively similar year to year. It's just the names change. And if you don't think this is a guy that's going to be, like, one of those names that you're starting every week, there's no value to keeping them. It's not that he's a bad player. Like, in my example here, Shakir, I think is actually a pretty good NFL player. Um, and depending on your league settings, I mean, especially, like, if you're in a 16-teamer, like, this is a guy that's probably starting on buys and in your flex spots sometimes. Uh, but if you're in a 12-teamer, this dude's probably never going to play for you. And it's taking up spots for rookies. I mean... Obviously, Puka is a unicorn for a fourth-round pick, but the more roster cloggers you get rid of for more dart throws like that, the more often you're going to be the guy that's landing these home runs. 
And once you've seen a guy play in the league for a year or two years or whatever, and you know that they're not a home run guy, they're like a six or seven point per game kind of guy, like, sure, they're pretty good. You feel bad about cutting someone that is ostensibly a number three wide receiver on their team or a starter in like 11 personnel, but they're not winning you fantasy games, at least with any regularity. And at that point, there's not really any particular value. I'd rather actually have just the fourth round dart throw. I'd rather have your Dontavian Wicks who in a situation has shown quite a bit as a rookie and you'd hope to expand on next year. Um, so yeah, it's once you're, once you're out, that's, that's the excitement is combing through your roster to see who's worthy because really, there's not a whole lot else going on, right? Like, welcome to the off season. I totally agree. Um, there's not really that much that I can add to it. You know, it's all, I would say, like, two main things that you're looking for are, uh, well, really, the, the main thing that you're looking for is upside, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get that from people's either situation, well, really, <laughs> You get it from their situation improving. You know, we can look at profiles like all day, but like anybody who you could re- like reasonably get off of like waivers or something right now is going to be like a a stash. It, yeah, best. it's going to be a stash, a, a shot in the dark. Um, so right now, I think that you should absolutely like the number one thing that you can do with that is grabbing pretty much any running back that's also on a roster right now. Um, and I do, I do have, um, I, I do have quite an extensive list of guys that, that I have stashed. That's what I've been looking at on my phone, mm-hmm. um, uh, for running backs and, you know, there's a couple wide receivers too, that you might be able to get as rookies, depending on how, like your, how deep your, your bench is. But like, number one thing I would recommend prioritizing is, is just running backs. If there's any backup quarterbacks too that maybe have like a murky chance at at starting like backup quarterbacks with upside like i don't know drew lock or something like that i'm sure that he's not really on waivers though um he's probably rostered in superflex anyway yeah he's probably rostered in superflex but there's like a couple quarterback stashes but the easily like the easiest way that you can like vault your team up is any of these running backs like hitting with uh, their situation improving. And a guy that I, like a, a, a vet guy that I think really has a chance of doing that. Cause you get like, you, you got to think of uh, like everybody's contracts, like who is going to remain on the team and who is going to go elsewhere and who's going to retire. Um, a guy that I really like for his stock to potentially go up, who is a little older, not that old though, is uh, Justice Hill on the Ravens, (laughs) you know, like the next running back class is going to be really bad. Oh, 2024 is abysmal. Like, I mean, we could be wrong. There could be a a few guys that take off, but we could today. It's the worst running back class of the last decade. Yeah, we could absolutely be wrong. Um, and I would love to be wrong. Um, but I think that right now, like, Generally, the sentiment is, like you said, this is the worst in, like, a decade. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who aren't 
super plugged in to, you know, college football and everything who just assume that like most years, there will be three or four some... really good starters yeah, right, out, yeah, right like, out of the gate. Yeah. Like, yeah, certainly there has to be some running backs, but there, there actually there will. I mean, there know? might be one or two for sure. But, but like, you know, it, it's kind of like last year's quarterback class, you know, like, Certainly, somebody has to step up, and Sam Howell's been like okay, but and and you know obviously Brock Purdy, but yeah. Brock Purdy is not anything that you can People really draft reverse engineer. Too. Nobody is drafting um, Brock Purdy in startups, basically exactly. in any situation. Yeah, so you want to look at guys like a guy like Justice Hill, who he's done with his contract, but somebody like him could go to another team and just from running backs aging out and they're not really being a new crop of backs coming in someone like him could like legitimately be Just get a, a bridge a contract one... for like a one-year win you a league kind of guy or at least yeah like plug him in flex spot whatever yeah like he could he, he could, could be a like a 1b somewhere you know yeah. um and, and like actually put up numbers because he's flashed that in in the baltimore backfield um you know uh, like my favorite rookie running backs that you might be able to get off of waivers right now. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, Elijah Dotson on the chargers. Like he's probably nothing, but Eckler's Eckler, on the way out. Probably. Eckler, he already Eckler's asked on the trade. way out. Um, we're, we're fairly confident that Isaiah Spiller, who I also think you should stash is, uh, um, we're, we're fairly confident that Isaiah Spiller is bad. We know Josh Kelly is bad. Josh <laughs> Kelly is very, very good at getting a yard and a half per carry. Yes, he is. Um, I uh, I also think that Emmanuel Wilson on the Packers, he, Emmanuel Wilson is my number one rookie running back that you might be able to get off of waivers right now. He's on IR, so he could be stashed on somebody's team, but Aaron Jones, he's done. AJ Dillon, dust. You know, there is nobody there. I mean, I don't know if I'd call them dust yet. Dust. They're <laughs> dust, okay? But but Emmanuel Wilson is like the one guy who's kind of like in this tier who we don't know that much about, but he had a phenomenal preseason and the Packers refused to put him on their practice squad because they knew that he was going to get Picked scooped up. up. Yeah. And that's a familiar trend that we see with these undrafted running backs who come to prominence you know demarcado uh uh keenan eckler mitchell started that way yeah eckler uh jaleel mclaughlin like just guys this year you know mm-hmm. emmanuel wilson you can tell yourself a similar story on with green bay um that you know there's not really anybody there preventing him from potentially being the guy that they turn to and we know that green bay loves sticking with guys that they that they brought up um in addition to that um you know another running back that i've been championing and i know that you're about to roll your eyes at me burn i'm already uh, doing it you know you know what i'm gonna say my man zonovan knight okay he flashed as a rookie last year on the jets and he came in, you know, he was behind a couple guys for the Lions this year. And unfortunately, he got a shoulder injury, but nothing happened. Hey, hey, listen, listen, nothing happened to his legs, okay? He only got cut by the Jets because they had uh, Dalvin Cook and, and Brees Hall and uh, Michael Carter. But 
And then Z they cut Zonovan Michael Carter. Yeah, sure. But Zonovan Knight, like, legitimately looks like an NFL running back, and he just injured his shoulder. Like, there's no damage to his legs. So next year, he could go somewhere, you know? Like, he, he could boost his stock. That, that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You 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 wanted to talk about guys who were stashing, okay? I know, so, I know. I'm, so I'll let you I'm talk. Bring, I'm bringing out guys. Like it's so easy to point to guys that everybody's talking about, and yeah, sure, get those guys if you can. But like, you could hear that information from a million other people, okay? I want to dig from the bottom of the barrel to 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 see what I can get because. Those guys turning into anything for free is how you add value to your team without sacrificing anything. See, now if you do want to sacrifice very minimal amounts for big gains, buy tight ends. For sure. Rookie tight ends, second-year tight ends, the slow burners. I mean, everyone that bought Trey McBride for free at the end of last year or fun the beginning of this year, or like funct like functional fitly I can't say functionally right now. Free. Um it's working out. And it happens all the time. George Kittle yeah. was free. Mark Andrews was free. Travis Kelsey free. Like these dudes just never cost anything after the rookie year because rookie tight ends, unless you're Laporta or uh, Kincaid this year they just take a second Michael Meyer probably pretty cheap his top game this season is 10 points and half PPR or that was tight end premiums that's full that's a full PPR uh Luke Musgrave he was good for like seven points a game probably gonna be doing better next year uh I mean I would even take stabs at some of the later guys that were getting some looks Will Mallory is literally free you could probably pay someone in fab for him and you know what? He might Who be is the, Will Mallory? He is the third string rookie tight end for the Colts. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's right. Well, same same thing with Branson's uh, like fine. I, I was gonna what? say not good Granson, enough where he might not get dethroned. Gr Granson's uh, Granson's also a rookie, right? I think he's a second year player. I think he's a sophomore. I will look that up for you though, because I like being accurate. I mean, either way, Granson is not uh, bad. Also, Kyle Granson. Like, yeah. why not? There's um, so many super young tight ends with no hype that become something. I Okay, here's another really ugly one that I have jokingly memed a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of in the same thing, but Tommy Tremble. Why not? Tommy Tremble, what, this is only his second year as well? Um, This is his third year. Second or third. Either way, he's a young tight end. It takes a while. He's behind Hayden Hurst this year, but he's already kind of dethroned him. Mm -hmm. uh, and that Panthers team is awful and dreadful. And, and next year, you still there? Yeah, I was just, oh, okay. my camera was out of focus. I was just resetting oh, it. No, it's fine. Um, the, the arrow is cert like almost certainly pointing up for them next year because they don't have that fall that far to fall before they hit nothing the, the the center of the earth so you might be able to get a couple of these tight ends in a package for a fourth round pick yeah um like, 
but but you know, I do want to focus on Tommy Tremble here because yeah. I I think purely by breaking that team down, who is going to be there next year? Probably not DJ Shark, probably not Laviska Chenault. Um, they have to have Miles Sanders. I don't know if Chuba's under uh, contract or anything. Um, but like Ian Thomas. I didn't even know that Ian Thomas was on that team. Is he still, still on that team? I don't either. I'm no, just no, throwing no. the name Ian, out. No, Ian Thomas, I, I want to say he's on the Titans, I think. Is Ian Thomas no. on the Titans now? Um, I think so. But I remember but, being very excited for Ian Thomas once upon a time. I think we all were. But but anyways, my, my point still stands. Tommy Tremble has actually like looked pretty okay. Um, and he's going to be there next year. Um, and... Like, Bryce Young is almost certainly going to be better. Right now, he has not had a ton of opportunity to catch, to catch passes um, because their O-line and their run game has just been such a non-factor because the, their passing game has just been terrible. It's been, yeah. it's been abysmal. So, And, I mean, just to list that... off, because, I mean, our listeners have been just hammering out tight ends this whole time, too. Yeah. Uh, particularly Silver, who's just like listing off Albert O, Hunter Long, Brevin Jordan, Colby Parkinson, like all these guys. Yeah, they could be the starter. Yeah, and you know I, what? I, it's free. I do want to say though, like, like when it comes to tight end stashes, like, I I don't know how much I prioritize tight end stashes in terms of guys that you could get literally for free off of waivers. Uh, because I, I feel like the the smart roster construction, at least for me, has been... A lot of running backs. It has been a lot of running backs, and like just buy these tight ends that you can't get for free, but are really cheap, like your Trey McBrides, you know? Well, I don't he's know... not very cheap anymore. No, 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 I, I know that, yeah. but like you could have gotten him really cheap at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I would rather going go into an offseason with no tight end stashes and a million running back stashes. Yeah, that's um, right. And, and then just buy one of those, like, cheap second or third year tight ends that, you know, like, maybe they're, they've just been behind, like, a really good vet or something. Absolutely. Um, that being said, before I move on to the Andre questions here, because we're uh, coming up on that time, and he's given us an absolute gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he did. He's making up for the last couple of weeks here. Are, are uh, you, you talking wide receivers? Uh, no, I was just going to say Jeremy Ruckert. Oh, yeah. Jeremy I Ruckert actually like, like Jeremy. I think he's like actually going to be good. Um, so I. Oh, no, there was actually. This is a point. This is like why I brought up this topic. And then we started talking about stashes. Um, <laughs> this is a good time, especially if you're not in the playoffs and you have like nothing better to do. League proposals. It's league proposal season. Yep. Before you check out for the off season, anything that you want changed in the league, start start pestering your commissioners. If you're the commissioner, post the polls before people turn sleeper off and don't look at it for six months. Um, this is like today is the day to do it. Not not next week. Not at the end of the playoffs. You want as many people still engaged now that it's the off season. If there's anything you want changed in your league, get after it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Before we fully pivot off of this, yes. I just have a couple more stashes that I okay. want to say. Okay. Just, okay. Just okay. so that I could trot them out if I happen to be right on them. Okay. 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 So for for tight end, okay, mm-hmm. remember the name, Cameron Latu. Cameron Latu, third round pick of the San Francisco 49ers. 
That's right. All He's right. on IR all year. Mm-hmm. You know, Kittle's getting a, long, a little long in the tooth. He could he could potentially be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, same thing. Is Ross Dwelly a rookie? Ross Dwelly might be a thousand. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, Ross Dwelly's <laughs> old. Okay. So I think he out. is. I actually don't know. I just I feel like I've seen Ross Dwelly around. For, he's 28. Okay. Okay. I, I think yeah. I saw him. You know what? I, I I actually had Will Mallory on my fucking. Yeah. There uh, you go. See. On on there. But so wide receivers. Before mm-hmm. we get out of there, Trey Tucker on the Raiders. Yep. Maybe he's rostered. Um. Now super deep ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Bell, the wide receiver on the Niners. He's I've got a, a Ronnie Bell uh, share. Yeah. Um, and then my final two ones that are true prayer ones, Justin Shorter on the Bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the ultimate home run wide receiver uh, stash, Bryce Ford Wheaton. I don't know who that is. You got me. So he had... Um, one of the best RAS scores this year. You know, I know, I yeah. know RAS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's been injured all year, or fake injured, I should say, on injury reserved for the Giants. And the Giants yeah, have a really nice open. opening. It's wide open. Remember the name Bryce. I assume they're going to draft Wheaton. somebody. They might, or but they might not because they have holes everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. And now with that, we're going to pivot onto the community Andre questions. Um, <laughs> community Andre questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's everyone else is welcome to uh, ask questions too. We're just but, being honest here. Yeah. I mean, he blasts us with like 13 and quite frankly, they're always interesting. So yeah. And thanks everybody for sticking the, yeah. through my, my stash. So box. Yeah. Your, your spiel. <laughs> so, uh, some of these, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna read these off. We're we're doing a, you know, a, a blind reading, and I'm gonna be honest with you. If it takes me more than about ten seconds to think of it, which sometimes they do, because Andre asks very deep, like very deep questions, um, then uh, yeah, we'll move on. But the first one, he has one and one point five on this, so we're already uh, we're starting off with some hot stuff here. Um, we must on, have a purpose Andre. on our life's journey. Otherwise, we drift, and purpose means future, doesn't it? I don't know if I read that with a poor inflection or if I'm just confused. Uh, how do we wait, reconcile uh, wait, with why, living in the why present? Does number, why does number one have two questions in it, but then there's a 1.5 that has nothing to do with it? Yeah. Don't what worry about it. You, don't worry about it. We're, we're Andreing our way through here. Um, <laughs> this is good content. Um, basically, how do we reconcile with living in the, like, living in the present with, uh, our life's journey and our future goals? I would, that's how I'm interpreting this. How, how um, do we reconcile, how, how do we, how do we live in the now while also plan for the future? Yes. Is that right? I just don't plan for the future. <laughs> As you know, we don't have a script because we just live in the present all the time. We, we don't plan for the future as I tell people with complete earnestness to pick up Bryce Ford Whedon. 
Come yes. on. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. How do we reconcile living with the present? I don't know. Is that why people have depression and anxiety? Because you're worried about the future or you're I, sad uh, about the past? Like, I mean, I would uh, go so far as to say you can't live not in the present, right? Because even if you're planning for the future, you're doing it in the present. Yeah. So I think you're always you living to, in the present. You, you, you have to learn the proper way to honor your past self while also finding joy out of giving yourself the room to succeed in the future. You know? Yeah. So, moving on to the second part of this question, 1.5. <laughs> stupid as hell <laughs> i don't stupid know i don't hell. see how this relates in any way but i kind of love this question anyway if you add an extra down to football turnover on downs after a fifth down which team's records change the most drastically most um, drastically i feel i'd imagine I... the chargers and lions because they're the teams that go for it on fourth down the most see yeah i think the key word that's doing a lot of heavy lifting here is, or I guess the term is most drastically, because I feel like if there was a fifth down, then the Eagles would be undefeated because they would just do the, the cheek sneak every single play. Oh yeah. And, Cause you just uh, get two yards every time. Right. Um, and I also think that the Panthers would not have a single win because Bryce Young sucks. Oh, <laughs> they're poor defense, they would, man. They would, yeah, they, they would oh, just get completely would... gassed. But, I mean, in terms of, uh, I, yeah, I think that there's, like, a lot of middling teams that, that would maybe uh, do better, um, specifically ones that are more, like, run-focused. Like, maybe I'm just a homer, but I could see the Bears eking out another win or two. Uh, if there I was think a the Jets down. would be doing a lot better. Yeah, same, well, teams, I don't know well, about teams that. Teams with very good defenses that run, I think, would do a lot better because they could hold on for the extra down. Yeah, but the the Jets O line, I don't I don't think like miserable. I, you know I I've made the argument in so many different ways on this server for the last couple months, but like the Jets problems are are the, the rot is so deep that they have two they have two good players on that offense. I Zach guess three. And, I mean Rodgers is hurt. It's it's yeah, Garrett Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson and, and Garrett Wilson. Well, let's say Brees Hall, Hall and yeah. I stop trying to weasel Zach Wilson into this. Oh, uh, yeah. you mean he's the AFC Player of the Week? Yeah, Zach right. Wilson? Yeah, I know. Every blind squirrel finds a nut. Um, oh, he found a nut, and so did I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. We're going to have to put the E tag on this Spotify episode. Um, we do anyway. Uh, question number two. Uh, does it matter whether we achieve our outer purpose, whether we succeed or fail in the world? That's just more. Are you a nihilist? Yeah, but what is what does that mean? What, what does it mean? Does we it, we have our outer purpose. What, yeah, what is an outer purpose? Is I, an outer purpose I, I think just it's... have a kid and and what reproduce? Is that it? Yeah. Is that our outer purpose? I did it. Yeah, he, first off, he already did. Yeah, uh, Does it matter whether we achieve our outer purpose? No, there's no such thing as outer purpose. I, I guess I own. don't know the difference between an inner purpose and an outer purpose is, which is important it's because like a the next question is, know. what's my inner purpose? Because um, uh, I, I guess your outer purpose is to ask community questions as the third member of the pod, <laughs> whether or not you want to. We my, have my, you in. 
my, my inner purpose is to make sense of this series of questions. I'm not a deep enough person, I guess, uh, to be able to give you... I, I don't know, maybe this is the answer you're looking for, but I guess I'm not intrinsically deep enough to uh, know the difference. Well, you, you, you're a dad. Yeah. You're, you're responsible for another life. I don't think you have time for it. Uh, I've had dogs for purpose. years, thank you. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. a dog dad, and now you're a human dad, too. That's, that yeah, means that just, you're I'm, twice the dad. And I'm like, a server you know, dad, too. Well, you, yeah, you're serving others, so I don't know how much time you have to ponder of, like, hmm, the, like, you know, am I... That's the internet. Like, am I doing things okay? Like, you just do them, because other people depend on you. <laughs> yeah, that that's my answer, I guess. I don't even know if that's technically an answer, but that's my answer. Um, the follow-up is, what's my inner purpose? And Andre, I don't think we can answer that one for you, because it's your inner purpose, right? <laughs> so we're just going to blast right through that oh, one. Okay. Um, I actually really like 3.5 here, which is not related to 3 in any way. Uh, again. We, we have to talk about this numbering. No, it's. I think it's great, actually. Um, it's misleading. No, but it's, it's fantastic. Uh, so question 3.5. Kind of like when we skipped episodes 7 and 8. Um... <laughs> So we can't really judge him for his numbering. We have skipped several episodes this season. All right, all right. Uh, we, we, you're getting bogged down on technicals. Okay? I am, but I mean, that, that's whatever. Uh, right, well, you course? get one of two wishes. Which do you pick? A, no player you draft misses more than two games to injury. Now, Andre, I know you're still listening. Is that ever or per season? Uh, we are going to need some say, there. Let's just say it's on a per season basis. I'll say per season. That's more reasonable. Um, and yeah, he says per season. Uh, so would you rather that or you start the season three and zero, guaranteed? So you have a three. Well, you don't necessarily have a three game head start because other teams could also be going three and zero. But like you're starting off strong, guaranteed, or everyone you draft doesn't miss more than two games per season. I'm going with the healthy team, man. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. It's only players you draft. So you still have to draft well, which I mean. Oh wow! That, so that's, that's that's like a that, that that's is a truly a, a Greek that, that is setting up for a Greek tragedy right there. Yes, but I'm absolutely the definition of a pick hoarder, where I just pray for the best every time I draft someone, and I just draft a thousand people a year. So I think I would take the healthy draftees. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and then yeah, just, like. Yeah. You, you would not be resorting to starting Easton's stick right now if you had A. So I'm exactly. going with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, who you might. About... It could just be the two games they miss are this week and next week. Sure. But, like, who cares if uh, if you start 3-0? and Like, right now, it doesn't matter what your record is. It's You're in the playoffs. Welcome. You're in the playoffs. Um. And plus, what if my team sucks and I want to lose? But. <laughs> True. I guess healthy players don't do that. And Yeet's right. What happens if you draft at Easton Stick? Now you got a healthy Easton <laughs> Stick. Um, question number four. Has anyone seen Andre's dog? No. He cannot find her. Well, technically I have because of his profile pic. Yeah, I've actually seen both of Andre's dogs. Andre has two dogs, right? Yeah. He, he posts so. pictures of two dogs. And that's the appropriate number of dogs. Dogs should have a friend. Um... But no, I have not seen 
I don't know. Well, I I don't know where how to locate your dog. That wasn't. <clears throat> that wasn't. Um, oh, okay. Part of so the Andre has one dog, and the dog in his profile picture is not his dog. No. Um. No, I I cannot locate your dog. However, uh, I hope that your dog's not actually lost, and that this is a bit, because that would be sad. Um. Question number five. I can see that I am in a situation that is unpleasant, and I completely accept the moment that it is, but will cease to be suffering. I, but I still can't quite see where the energy to taking action and bringing about change would come from if there is a certain amount of dissatisfaction. Any advice? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Andre. My brain is actually just pudding right now. We have been doing this for an hour and a half. <laughs> Well, like, I don't know, see a psychiatrist, that sounds like Yeah, I'm, I'm not a therapist at all, buddy. Uh, that's, well, you're gonna want an expert on that one. Sounds like a chemical deficiency. Right? Yeah. Or, like, maybe brought on by a lot of trauma or something like that, but that, you know, that, like, that's a situation where you can't trust yourself and you need outside help. And it takes a lot to recognize that and to follow through with it. That's all I can say. All right, uh, on to the next. We're just rapid-firing these ones, too. We've, uh, Pete will get all of these on Spotify, goddammit. Uh, question number six. Okay, uh, I think that we should do this one, and then we should look at some of Nick's. Because okay, Nick yeah, also Nick has... posted six, he, yeah. he claims that they're better. Oh. Oh, now we've got competition. Okay, now we have okay, some friendly okay. competition, you know? All right, uh, what are areas, uh, what areas of your life are you unwilling to accept that the negatives outweigh the positives because you aren't willing to let it go. Fantasy football. What? Yeah, but you're preaching to the choir here. This this stupid <laughs> game. <laughs> I suffer from fantasy footballism. <laughs> and I rarely win. So yeah, I would agree I would I would agree with that. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that. No, I actually, I enjoy fantasy football quite a bit. Um, and really, I mean, what are the negatives? Other than spending money that you rarely make back. I mean, it's gambling, right? But on average, if you win well, an average amount, you're making it back. Depending on what state you're in, it, legally it's not gambling. Yeah, I know. Hey, shout out, underdog. You're not allowed in Michigan. So, <laughs> all right. We, uh, we're going to shift over to some Nick questions now. What? Because he claims that these are better. And we're going to put that to the test. That's for the viewers to decide. Um, we will... Oh, God. We're, I'm, we're I'm scanning we get, this. We Nick, get this. You might have overpromised. We've got, uh, we've got the Spotify analytics available. So we can see how when people are listening and where they're tuning in. <laughs> that's not... That's actually not true. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. That's not true at all. But... All right, number one, if physicists are correct that we live in a three plus one temporal dimensioned universe where all events exist on this dimension between the Big Bang and the heat death of the universe, what does that say about the nature of free will? I mean, if if that... Uh, You're asking that, some fantasy football podcast hosts that question, well, buddy. There's like a couple <laughs> ways that you can approach that, though, because like what is free will? Like if what our actions are like if our actions are already determined like do, does our mindset and our thoughts also 
not have room to to be of our own accord well and that's just it is uh even if we didn't have free will if we're not aware of that then do we have free will still despite yeah, not like, being aware of it yeah like you know if <laughs> it's like uh it's like that saying on the internet you know born to shit forced <laughs> to wipe you know yeah. so like like i i might have to poop but there could be poop like i have to poop right I, yeah I you have to poop food. you don't have now, to wipe by the way you don't have one you, you don't can have leave to it wipe. you can leave two, it stanky style Dude, that could be a poop where you're just like, wow, that was a really satisfying emptying of my bowels. Or another one where you're just like, oh, man, I had to poop really bad. Like, my day is ruined because I had to poop so bad. You know, like, like. And our, you're just like, our, it's never satisfying. Like, you ate something yeah. and it's just not, it you, doesn't want out. Yeah. And then you could also think like, well, I don't know. Are our thoughts not also actions? So would that not be predetermined? Like, I don't know. Like the the specificity of the question is not there enough for me to get into the nitty gritty. But like, you know, I'll bring it back to born to shit, forced to wipe. Absolutely. Nick, question number two, which he combined number two and three together just now. Um, And it's how long is now and how long is a moment? I now think that over. now, <laughs> uh, I think that now is now is like your the. I I think that now is the perception of the present, which is going to be a very long-winded thing to actually explain. Whereas, a moment is something that you can't really recognize in the present, but rather something that you look back on. A moment could last more than one sleep, in my opinion. Yeah, see, to me, the, uh, I guess I'll quote Alan Watts here, which it's not quite the exact same oh, thing. Oh, okay, what is this? Some, like, some, some C-rate DJ? We're about to get an Alan Watts sample? I can't escape <laughs> Alan Watts. On you the cannot Dynasty escape Alan Watts. Because no! he has the quote of, uh, no! this world is a great wiggly affair, oh right? My God. It's about wiggles. And how much of a wiggle is a wiggle? You have to draw the line somewhere, right? And so some people come to some sort of agreement about how much of a wiggle is a wiggle, even though you can always shorten a wiggle into a subordinate wiggle. And moments are the same thing, right? You can always cut a moment in half into two moments, no matter how short it is. So it's more of a subjective subject than yeah I, more of like I, a see, concise I, I feel, term I, I feel like when you're getting into that like you're just getting into like esoteric academia you know yeah. nobody actually thinks like that and i guess it's important for someone to define that but that someone isn't me okay i have a friend who's getting his doctorate in philosophy right now and every once in a while he'll talk about stuff like this with me and like they're fascinating conversations to have but like at the end of the day like there's no answer i don't like one there's no answer and two like i don't really want to talk about it every day or anything like that you know so i'm sticking with my interpretation even though nick is saying i'm wrong in the chat i'm saying that he's wrong i'm starting to think that maybe we should stop having audiences asking questions while on drugs but (laughs) that's neither here nor there but yeah I, i just it's unanswerable. I mean, it's all right, all subjective, what, what, right? Everyone has their opinion on it. 
Well, what, what's what's up next? Uh, next is number three. <laughs> what's up How next? do you find purpose or make meaning in life? I mean, purpose is whatever you want it to be, right? I like to think that the uh, the well, the meaning is. I feel like the meaning is something that you can only do in retrospect, and purpose is almost something that finds you. Yeah. I don't think that you find purpose. I don't wake up on any given day with like, man, I hope I achieve my life's goal today. It's, you know, I'm just going to put another brick on the wall. And then you hope you can look back and have a nice brick wall at the end of the day, I guess. Well, like, you can look back on you yeah. picking up those bricks and being like, yeah. oh, the, the meaning of me putting all these bricks there was to so build the wall. Was so I could build a wall and, and build a nice house that that could be something for for my family and loved ones you know yeah or whatever or like your your purpose is like if i woke up every morning you know and i went to a pond with a fishing rod and i fished every day your but i didn't give a fish. shit but 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 i didn't give a shit about the fish i didn't give a shit about fishing like the, like i was miserable the whole time Why there would be no i i don't know but that would be the meaning why yeah. did i do that what did I mean by waking up every day to go fishing? But I didn't find purpose in that, even though I was physically waking up every morning, going to the pond and doing that, like there was no purpose for doing it. I, I just did that, you know, like if, if I, if I did do that and then all of a sudden I felt like an intense calling of like, damn, this is kind of fun. I really like this, you know, like, that would be the purpose more so finding me, I think. I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly, but that's yeah, I, mean, I don't think you I don't think you can find purpose. Purpose finds you. Um let's see. Next we have uh how do you definite who you, how do you define who you are? Okay. Uh are you your name, your identity, <laughs> your body? I am me. That's it. That's that's my entire definition of burn. I am me, uh, and I don't need anything more than that. See, I I think that this is like a really tricky question, because uh, I don't know if you really can. Yeah. Like th this is why like every time I was on like a dating app, you know, and it was like give a little spiel about yourself. That is like the most terrifying thing you can ask. I'm supposed to perceive myself, myself now, because I'm gonna say the same. You have to be very introspective. I'm gonna say the same bullshit that everybody's saying. Oh, I'm a funny guy. Oh, I like music. Look at me, I'm a funny guy. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I do like, funny like, things. What, yeah, like what the hell? What the hell do you want me to say? I'm supposed to tell you? Like, I mean, in my head, there there's a whole different thing going on, you know, than than other people perceiving me. Uh, so I can tell you my intentions, but at the end of the day, like nobody's gonna. No, nobody's gonna believe that if if I don't do anything in the world to to mark my actions. So I mean, you can only define yourself based on how other people perceive you. And there you go. Uh, and then number five, the last of the Nick questions: How do you forgive those who are hardest to forgive, those closest to you? I if you're close to someone, I don't think it should be the hardest person to forgive. To be fair. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I think that uh, I don't know if I would agree with that. 
Because if they're really close to you, then sometimes, like, sometimes you're most willing to say that you forgive somebody if they're not totally close to you. But if somebody is really close to you, then I think there's going to be more gradations and depth to the realm of hurt and the path to forgiveness that that kind of requires. See, I think it's better to just never forgive anyone for anything ever. I mean, okay, that's that's uh, DF Bean Counter talking about his <laughs> Quentin Johnston takes, okay? I will remember every <laughs> username that said that Quentin Johnston is a bad player. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm you're defending gonna... Brock Purdy? I'll remember. Uh, it's actually good process, okay? Yeah, you guys are so just idiots. Maybe you should define your process. You should examine your process for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe you should do that. And, um, uh, you know, take a step back. Yeah. And now, with that said, we have silver questions. They're about fantasy football. He <laughs> says these are actual fantasy questions. Okay. Um, he says, who's one player that you completely disliked and have turned around and liked now? Uh, what's the time frame? I'd or assume if, if you had... ever. If you have an answer, then feel free. I gotta think for a second. Um. Hmm. I have a lot the other way. Players that well, I I think it's super easy in fantasy to have a guy that you loved, and then the moment that you're scorned, you're just like, you know what? I'm never doing this again. You know what? I'll say Jared Goff. Okay. That, that's when the Lions traded one. for Jared Goff, I'm like, you know what? We're getting two firsts and a third, and we'll just eat his contract and deal with it. And then he ended up actually being pretty good. Obviously, he's had a little bit of struggles over the last month, but overall, yeah, he's been fine. So I guess I've turned around on him. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it would be... Hmm... Maybe it would be. I I feel this kind of feels like cheating a little bit, but it's David fine. Montgomery, like another lion, like who everyone used to be loves a bear. Just the lions, right? I mean, I could just said Josh Reynolds. We could just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like Montgomery, I didn't really like him. Like, like he was like a fine real life player and like an okay fantasy asset, but like this year he's really kind of cooking, leveled up, you know. Um, silver question number two. Where do you see Brock Purdy in five years? Uh, Man, I... Uh, ostensibly is the starter for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I I could legitimately see him being, like, a top six guy. I don't maybe. know if I'd see him being, like, top six. I mean, obviously, he's cooking right now with insane efficiency. I mean, he's probably going to run into some roadblocks and some, you know, rough patches here or there. But, yeah, I mean... With what the 49ers ask him to do and with how well he's doing it, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, he's going to be in the league for sure. you you got to keep in mind, too, I think this last game that he played in uh, this last week, that fully completed a season's worth of games for him. Yeah. So he has progressed that much in one season's yeah, worth of 17 games. 17 games. Yeah, you cover his name up with literally any quarterback and you would be like Ooh. oh my god this is the next brady yeah he's doing so, very well for himself 
I really so. don't think top six is like super pie in the sky for him. Yeah, I mean he's he's doing great, and yeah. I don't see him going anywhere unless they give him a reason to. He, he will have a better career than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I'll say that. I love it. Um, and then silver question number three, which is also going to be our last question for the day, because, uh, well, we're actually over time, but Pete can deal with it. Uh, would you rather be perfect on waivers or perfect at setting lineups? That's that's a good one. I that's really like this question. That, yeah, that's an incredible um, question. I will go out and say waivers, depending on league size. Uh-huh. The deeper the league, the more I'd rather be able to set a perfect lineup because waivers just become more and more scarce. And, well, like, Silver, you're in the deep league. I mean, you've seen waivers in that league. There's You, you could be perfect at those, and they're still terrible. Um, so I would say lineups in that kind of circumstance, but, like, in a typical, like, 12, 14-teamer, I'd probably say waivers. So you got to get guys like Puka and Jeremy. Is it Jerome or Jeremy Ford? It's Jerome, right? It's Jerome, yeah. yeah. Um, I've never actually heard his name spoken. Uh, but like, that's <laughs> how you get guys like that, right? That. Yeah, I, I kind of think... Uh, Make it easy on you. I, I, I think I would agree with you that I would rather be perfect on waivers because being perfect with your lineup is bound to the players that are on your roster right so there's only like you could be perfect with your lineup and if your team is only projected to score like in a 12 team league like 90 points a week (laughs) you you could squeeze the most juice out of that but that that orange sucked to begin with (laughs) um i think yeah i think i'd have rather have a big juicy orange than a dried up shriveled one that i can get every drop out of Right. Like, like if you're perfect on waivers, like this year you could have gotten, um, man, I don't know. You, you could have gotten probably Jake Browning. Uh, you could have gotten Keaton Mitchell, Jaleel McLaughlin, my guys. Um, you know, you, you could even get, uh, I don't know if Kyron Williams was on waivers this year. Um, but like, you know, you, you could definitely be, you could be cooking a lot. And yeah. even if you screw up with the pieces that you're putting forth, you're setting yourself up better than the other way around. And being perfect on waivers also uh, gives you another channel for adding value. Um, that means that you don't have to be as perfect in the draft. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I also think that, like, outside of the first round, I think that you're almost just as likely to add somebody who's productive from waivers than any draft pick. Maybe I'm lying on that, but no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm absolutely with you. Um, but, yeah. But with that said, um, Oh, all right. I'm gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna wrap it up, but he did, uh, say better question to be the worst lineup setter, but best on waivers or best lineup setter, but worst on waivers. In that case, I'd rather set a perfect lineup. Otherwise, your team just needs to be unbelievable, and people put up goose eggs and stuff every week. Even if you have good players, that's lineups. Well, you said the worst. Did you mean worst? Yeah, you meant worst. Okay. Um, Then, 
I don't know. I, I still think I would probably say the same thing because even if you're setting the worst possible lineup with if your team a is stacked, team, then you're good. But yeah. I don't know. I think at that point I would just draft and trade. I yeah, don't really. Fair. I don't even really do waivers that much now. So get Bryce Ford Whedon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that wraps it all up uh thanks for tuning in guys really appreciate it as always um we'll catch you on the next one take care